We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, here we go on a Wednesday. It is Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Taptor-Dixon. Cody back with us. He called in during the show yesterday. A little daddy daycare going on. I'm back. Refreshed from a day of child care. <laughs> um, Refreshed, really? Well, you know. I mean, you see your kids every night and help take care of them anyway, so it's just like doing it for a full day. Mostly it's just the frustration over the, like, constantly trying to uh, text services your own household to try to get your kid on, like, virtual learning and then giving up. And then I told you, having to learn Common Core math. So I got out her math workbook, and I looked up the instructions on it. I'm like, man, I, you're just going to have to learn this. I don't know how to <laughs> – you're going to have to learn this at school, or we'll get you a tutor. I don't really feel – and I liked math growing up. Remember, we talked to the show. Yeah, I used yeah. to compete in math contest. Not real interested in learning math again. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Like that, yeah, that, that sounds like it'd be a terrible thing to try to do. But what would a deal with anything like that? We can talk more about it in just a minute. I'll give you a full breakdown. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. You sound like both of you guys sound sick again. I'm not sick. I'm um, just nasally today, and I've been trying to blow my nose for the last half hour. I promise you, and I apologize. But uh, yeah, I know I sound, I sound, I can't breathe out of my nose right now. But some, so. you're really congested again, so you've been blowing your nose a little bit. Drew sounds like garbage. Yeah, my throat's killing me. Yeah, he he just he sounds like he got run over by yeah, a truck. I, I feel fine. This is just, I just got to get the congestion. Both out. of my kids have a little bit of a runny nose now. Yeah. And here I am, just waiting to eventually get sick. You're the last Which, one. again, is going to happen. I'm not trying to pretend like I won't eventually be sick. Yeah. I I'm, just don't know when. Yeah, I'm not, I would even, I'm not sick. I just, I'm just congested. That's all. It's because hmm. of dry air. Is, you think that's, dry air. Are those everything. different? Yeah, I think so. You I think, think you could be congested. That might be because sick. I've never really had sinus issues. So, like, I've yeah. never really had that, like, it's just the allergy-related thing. But I understand, like, sure. I think it's just the dry air. Like, the, the heat runs all last night. Now, luckily, we got a heat wave coming in. You know, 30 degrees today. Let's see. Wear some shorts outside. Heat wave. Binkley will be in shorts. Probably. You know, it's supposed true. to be zero by Friday. Again, I, know, right? I know. Thank you for the reminder. Next week, though, looking Four, really good. Looking good, yeah. Looking good for that. Look at ahead, though, to this weekend. It is playoff weekend, divisional round weekend, and you take a look not only at these teams, but the uh, the quarterbacks that are uh, that are available or still around, I should say. And you probably aren't surprised to see that all of them are first round picks, except for one. But they're all first round picks, except for one, Brock Purdy, who is a seventh rounder. Everybody else, Lamar, first rounder, C.J. Stroud, first rounder, Josh Allen, first rounder, Mahomes, first rounder, Baker, Goff, Love, all first round picks. And I was trying to think who's the the biggest threat. For the Chiefs, not even just this year, but long-term out of this group. Who's the biggest threat to Mahomes being able to rack up a bunch of rigs? Well, I I guess I would have to say Josh Allen, based on the fact he's played in nine of these playoff games now, which is a lot, by the way. 
people were all putting out the stats about Mahomes, who has 15 playoff starts. He's about to make his 16th. Peyton Manning didn't make his 16th playoff start till he was in year 16 of his NFL career. Jim Kelly till he was in year 17 of his NFL career. And just reminder, how many Super Bowls Jim Kelly played in? Like, it usually takes longer than that to acquire this number of playoff games. Josh Allen has nine. At some point, I assume he is still the biggest threat to Mahomes, which is funny because how could I honestly say that if they go and beat them this Sunday? Like, if they yeah. go and beat Josh Allen again, how the hell can I ever feel that way? But look across the board. Like you said about that, it's not only that. Look at the hardware. Like, you're talking about all first-round picks, Gold. All right, so three pieces of important hardware you'd say for a quarterback are MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and Super Bowl winner. Okay, so Mahomes has all three. He actually has, he has two of all three. Um, Lamar Jackson has... About to be two MVPs in a, a couple of weeks. Nobody else has a single piece of hardware. Nobody else. Jared Goss played in a Super Bowl. End of list. Like, Lamar Jackson's not even played in an AFC title game. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't say it's not Josh Allen because at least he's played in a title game and isn't a first-round rookie or a first-round guy who's on his second or third team like Goff or Baker. Yeah, the, the one everybody probably wants to start already thinking about saying is C.J. Stroud, but it's just, it's still too early. He does look a little different he, to he, me, but he, I, 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 I got to be cautious. He looks like someone we're going to be saying is the top five quarterback a year from now. I think it's way too early to say that already. I know people want to do that. We're so quick to to, to put people yeah. in these categories. I, I think, you know, heck, if he ends up in an AFC title game, maybe we are having a different conversation. But, no, Josh Allen still remains the, the biggest threat of the AFC uh, right now to – to Mahomes, Joe Burrow obviously wasn't in there this year, but if he's healthy, he's if he's able to stay healthy throughout his career the next five years, then Joe Burrow potentially is is the bigger threat than Josh Allen in that regard. But we we also know at some point though you got to make sure you're available each and every year for your team. Yeah. Sorry, Drew. Well, I don't think that that's wrong. And look, and you I, could, you're right. You're right. You could still say Joe Burrow. He's been to two AFC title games back to back until this year. Obviously, he's not making three straight. And he's been to a Super Bowl. They lost it. But he's gotten further than any of these guys. Actually, probably any further than those guys combined. What's the combined outside of Patrick Mahomes? Title game appearances out of those team. One for Josh Allen. One for Jared Goff. One for Brock Purdy, who was immediately injured and barely even played in the game. So three total for them, two for Joe Burrow. I mean, he's keeping up. Out of the Super Bowl appearances, it's just one. It's just the one out of Jared Goff out of everyone else on that list. I think you can eliminate anybody who's on a second team. I'll be honest. It doesn't mean you're a bad quarterback or you can't win a Super Bowl. Stafford did, but it also means you're not a consistent and honest threat. The Rams are not going to be a threat year in and year out with Stafford. They got their Super Bowl and then they got to like go through the harder times because that's what happens when you're in the retread quarterback. Same as Baker or Goff. And I don't think anybody would answer Baker. They probably answer that last. And if you're in the NFC side, like you mentioned with Jordan Love, well, Again, one year, no reason to crown you yet, and you're in the NFC side, so you're not a real threat to me yet. Yeah, yeah. In the Chiefs' grand scheme of things, you're not worried about Jordan Love. I, I think he has actually, you know, we're, we're talking about the difference. I, everybody looks at C.J. Stroud and, and realizes it looks like he's going to be a superstar. Jordan Love, I don't know if people are saying superstar, but like, oh, no, this guy's going to be you know, a, a factor in the NFC for the sure. rest of his career. I think you know, there's, there's probably like different layers to that. The, the the question of like elite or not, I, who is more likely to be an elite quarterback five years from now or next year? Stroud is the answer, not love for that. Yeah, Fair. but also Josh Allen's still the answer over Stroud because he's been a superstar quarterback for the last, the previous five years. 
And normally when you are that level of player, you don't just drop off of the map. Their problem, like some of these other teams' problems, are what we talked about, where it's, it's window stuff. What's your cap look like? What's the talent around you look like right now? And what's it going to look like when you get paid a big mountain pile of cash? Look, Josh Allen is entering his being paid a mountain of cash. So is Lamar Jackson. Uh, pretty soon, Joe Burrow and these other guys will be entering. So will Jordan Love. They'll all be entering that era for themselves. The one thing the Chiefs have done separate than that is they've been paying Patrick Mahomes a whole bunch of money already. Yeah. And where are they again? Oh, back in the divisional round, winning their division again. One of the best defenses in the league. They're right back where they normally are. Will they for sure be going to the AFC title game again? No, but they might end up in their sixth consecutive AFC title game, despite the fact they've already proven they can overcome it. Yeah, they, they, they could build a championship roster, even with the dollar amount that you're spending on your quarterback. And that's always been the question we, we've said with, with Buffalo. Eventually, when you get to the dollar amount for Allen with Burrow, all of a sudden, when that contract really kicks in in two years, Lamar Jackson, we, yeah, that, that's the difference. That's why it's also important to get these you know, get get the Super Bowls when you're on a, a rookie deal if you're a quarterback or before the money kicks in. It's the opportunity that it, it, you, you, the path to get there is way easier when you're not paying your quarterback. And that's the beautiful thing that the Texans have for the next uh, three, four years with C.J. Stroud is they're going to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. I will say this. In looking at this, there is a significant talent discrepancy between that remaining in the AFC and that remaining yes, in the NFC. It's not particularly close because look let's just say let's just be generous and say Stroud and Love are a toss-up because they're both playing really really good football right now and in their first full years as a starter okay well the next up we'd be matching up Lamar Jackson with Brock Purdy or, or Baker right that's a blowout then we'd be matching up Allen with God that's a blowout then Mahomes with with uh oh it doesn't really matter I guess Love yeah. Purdy I mean it's yeah. it's not close the Chiefs have more to overcome in the AFC from a talented quarterback perspective than that. I guess the good news is, is a good year to have a great defense. Those guys are all really talented. But for one, for the first time in the Mahomes era, you're going to have to win with defense, and you've been shutting down elite-level talent at quarterback and wide receiver all year. Well, if you're going to have to go against elite-level talent, this is the year to do it. There's other years. I mean, no chance in 2019 they're going through this field of quarterbacks. They'd have gotten, or not 19, 18. They'd have gotten torched by three all three of them well we say that but then in 19 this offense also was so good that we're like hey they could just win a shootout that that's the difference i mean in in 2019 you were sitting here with the chiefs offense and saying hey if they need to score 38 they'll score 38 way different story here in 2023 2024 it's yeah you're not looking to get to 30 you're trying to get in you know the, the the low 20s you think you're good because your defense is only giving up 20 points a game less than 20 points a game this all comes back to the same thing Um, which is we've yet to see, we can all take our guesses, but we've yet to get the clear answer for who is the consistent, who's going to be the, we always say Manning to your Brady during this era, because the active team, the active players with quarterback wins are either Patrick Mahomes or ancient dinosaurs. Like, I mean, that's it. The active quarterback wins are Stafford, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only people who have a win. So either you're going to get a new quarterback with a ring, or it's just going to be Mahomes separating himself even further. Those are the only two possibilities this year. One of these other seven guys you just listed gold are going to be the first guy, like get their first ring and finally enter this list of active young, young ish active quarterbacks with an active with an actual ring. 
Or it's just going to be Mahomes putting even more distance between him and anyone else in the NFL. Because even though Burrow is young and got to one, he didn't win it. And I think we learned that. You'd mentioned that yesterday during the show with Philadelphia or with the Bengals. You realize real quick, you better win it when you're there because you can't guarantee when you're back again. Mahomes is taking advantage of that two out of the three times he's been. I feel like there's just like a rotation. Like you have Mahomes, obviously, is the Brady in this situation. Josh Allen can be the Peyton Manning and Joe Burrow be the Drew Brees, I guess, if you will. Like, I, I don't know if there's any. It's it, it, it. Those are the three household names, I think, that are going to be around in AFC title games, at least for the foreseeable future. J- just based on what we've seen so far. I mean, Joe Burrow's already been to two. Josh Allen and Mahomes have met multiple times in the playoffs, whether it be for an AFC title game or just in the divisional round. Uh, as well. It sounds a little bit like uh, cold. You did like, I remember when you were doing like SB nation stuff, you would do more like prize fighting. It's a little bit like prize fighting. I'm the undefeated champ. And you just rotate some other names to come to try to box me every once in a while. Mm. You get a second shot at me. If we had a good enough battle the first time, or if you win enough fights in between having to fight me again, that it doesn't feel like one name has taken that mantle of we'll take on Mahomes. are going to have to like link arm in arm to try to take the man down. Especially I do mean, especially if they win this year. If they win this year, the rest of the league is going to be impossibly demoralized based on the fact that they finally got the Chiefs with a league average offense and still couldn't take them down. Well, that's why I'm sure they're still thinking a little bit that they're doing all this, and it's a year where Mahomes just happens to have the best defense he's ever had. And so, I mean, Brady won, what, three of his rigs when his defense was way more dominant than what what he and the offense was, right? I mean, that, that happened. The difference is... They also are showing a willingness on offense to, as we said over and over, be who they should be and not what they were. And what they are now is a team that should rely on the run a little bit more. And they have showed for two games, and certainly against the Dolphins, Cody, that they are willing to run the football with Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I I was just thinking about it and the way that it would go is that can they just do it twice? You know what my fear is? They did it, Gold. What have we been asking for? Use Isaiah Pacheco in a playoff game. You're a running team. Like, I, I know that sounds silly, but you're a power running team. I can't, I can't think of the last time I described a Chiefs team that way. But I mean, Larry Johnson, you're a power running team, and you should utilize that for a variety of reasons. The problem is, is that I don't trust them still to do it two times in a row. And they should. They should do it the rest of the postseason. This should not be the last time that Isaiah Pacheco gets 20 carries two times in a row. But my confidence, like, say, one out of ten, that the Chiefs would actually do it again. Four, three. Like, uh, unless you buy into that they finally discovered who they are offensively after 18 full NFL regular yeah, season no, I, weeks. I, I do. I don't, I don't know if it guarantees that they're going to run the ball 25 times with Isaiah Pacheco on Sunday night in Buffalo. But I do think we have seen they have figured out who they are. And, and there's, a, there's an understanding now a little bit of, of who they are this year compared to the past which is, all right, Rice, Pacheco, Kelsey, and let's lean on our defense a little bit. Because, I mean, they, look, they still have their flaws on offense. They're still a bad red zone offense. That has not been fixed even the last couple of weeks when they have played better on offense against Cincinnati uh, and against Miami. That is still a glaring problem for this team. It is, and I just – but, like, it's so weird, and we're going to talk more about how similar these teams are. Like, Buffalo's not very good against the run, so there's and it's going to be cold again, and Buffalo's going to have to be shoveling all the snow out of their stadium again. It's just yet another reason that if you were looking at your game plan going into it, 
this is how it works. And I think you've pointed out one of the things that is interesting about this, though, is that the Chiefs, as it's, you know, like as they've headed into this postseason, did change a little bit the way that they had been operating. They finally stopped throwing to MVS or they, you know, put Tony on the sideline late in the year. Now he's hurt and they just, which is great, doesn't give them an excuse to like get tempted to use him. But they, they've never done it consistently. Andy Reid, this is like, it's asking a tiger to change its stripes. And even in the last game, they came out throwing, as you said. They came out throwing. And they got some big, good chunk plays. And maybe that's what made the running game work. And Andy's probably going to tell himself that. The first, like, seven of the first, like, ten plays were passing for the Chiefs in the previous game. And then they came out in the second half of the lead and started throwing some more. So I know that they're never going to fully adopt. But they still got Pacheco the ball 24 times. That's all I'm, I'm asking for. 15 to 20 touches. Not greedy gold. It's the problem. The games they get in trouble in is when, what, Pacheco gets 11 or 12? They just kind of forget he exists. Well, they get down like seven and then they just start throwing all the time. It's when he gets 11 or 12 and uh, when, you know, they're not giving Rice 10 or 12 targets and all of a sudden uh, you pick who it is. You know, yeah, you mentioned Tony or MVS where those guys are getting way more targets than they should in this offense. Just like yeah. significantly more. Uh Hey, look, at least that's the case. Right now, the last game is the strategy I want. Give it to Pacheco 24 times, take an occasional deep shot to to-be-named later wide receiver. I don't care if it's Watson. I don't care if it's McColl. Honestly, I don't even care if it's MVS. Just throw the ball deep a couple of times to yeah. keep him honest. And then everything else can be crossers to Rasheed Rice and short routes to Travis Kelsey, and, that's who, and then just grind out defense. You just grind out defense because you know that they can only put in a certain number of points. I don't remember what that stat that came out yesterday on Twitter was, where the Chiefs now have the fourth longest active streak of wins in which they allow 21 points or less. I think it's like 45 consecutive games. Is it 21 or 24? I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. I don't, but it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was right around there. Yeah. I think it was 21. But so, like, wow, we've allowed 21 points or less. And in that time, when the Chiefs are 24, yeah, I think it might have been 24. And in that time, the Chiefs are undefeated. They're like 45 and 0. That's not normally how you would have thought the Chiefs operated for a long time. They lost some shootouts there during the time, but they can grind it out this way. And I think that that's kind of what the key is. And you just hope, like, by playing the Pacheco ball, you just hope that Patrick Mahomes has the ball with under four minutes to go or under three minutes to go down a score. Because then you're always alive. Especially now that you know how well, you I like hope, to play I mean, offense. I mean, I, I hope they don't have the ball with four minutes to go down a score. I would like, I actually would like, the, believe it or not, the Chiefs to be. Oh, I would too. But uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> worst case scenario, I'm sorry, is what I mean. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, at this point, I would like the Chiefs to be up by four with this defense with three or four minutes to go and make Josh Allen go and beat this defense right now. I actually feel, don't you feel better about that? With what we've seen for this offense, do I, do I believe that the Chiefs' defense can hold on to a four-point lead with three and a half to go more oh, yeah. than oh. come back from down four. I actually do this year. How can you not this year? <laughs> this defense is the best in football. That's history versus year. Yeah. God, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, this could almost be its own separate topic because you're just like, if you isolate it to that, I guess I'd probably trust the defense more. I don't know, man. Mahomes always skews my answer in this. You know? Right, but you're, we're all thinking 13-second drive where Allen couldn't be stopped a couple years ago, and Mahomes had the ball last and won. I, I'm talking about this year with this defense and also knowing the drops and the offsides penalties and uh, you know holding calls on the O-line and all that kind of stuff that could still come up on a potential game-winning drive. Yeah, no, you're probably right. 
I'd probably trust the defense to close it out before I would trust the offense to close it out because especially if it's like offense trailing or defense leading, if that makes sense. Right. So you're just making those decisions. It's part of me. It's the, it's, it's the Mahomes part. That's the only part. It. If there were any other quarterback goal, I would without hesitation say, yes, of course you would choose the defense this year and you would go that route. That is the logical conclusion to come to, but it's the Mahomes part of it always gives me just like some level of reservation. Not on purpose. It just kind of gives me a little bit. Yeah, coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, we'll get to the big differences from the first time they faced each other to now. And one of them is Isaiah Pacheco, by the way. That's coming up in 10 minutes or so. But you were gone yesterday. You kind of filled us in a little yeah. bit. It sounds like you were trying to teach math. Yeah, so I, that was the that was the key learning aspect. The rest of it was pretty easy. There was like art and writing assignments and all that. I guess what my big conclusion yesterday was, should I just bail on these virtual learning days? I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm just going to be honest. This is not an indictment on the education system. This is just very simply what my children get out of a virtual snow day, which is nil. We should just give up. I've just, you know, I'll just call them in sick because that's I got to do it the same way. Be like, up, oh, kids won't be available today. They're sick. And then just bag the virtual learning day. Let them hang out or color or play with toys or whatever, right? Just to fill the time instead of virtual learning. Should I give up on virtual learning is really what I'm asking. I could have just brought them here. What if we just said no virtual learning and just let them sit out in the bullpen? That seems like that could go poorly, too. Mm. In what way? Well, I mean, I can tell you right now, my daughter would probably try to talk on the air. So that's that's immediately. Yeah. If we want to build in a segment for her, okay. <laughs> yeah. But And the younger one, probably not as much. Desmond, I don't think so. But my daughter would try to get on a microphone and have something to say about it. The younger one, that's so no, just have just, uh, you put know, him in there with Drew. sorry, Drew, just put him back there with Drew and over there. Drew will be trying to work and they could be other Nintendo switch in the background. No, um, when I was an intern like- <laughs> in college, uh, one of the hosts had his kids for the day because it was snowing and all that stuff. So I, um, had the pleasure of, of taking care of them, I guess, of babysitting. The good thing though, is that, uh, the Emmis building in Indianapolis had a basketball court in the basement. So we would go down oh, wow. and just shoot baskets and stuff. But yeah, I was, I was on babysitting duty during one of my days uh, of interning. That sucks. sucks. That's a tough day of interning. We've never asked our interns to do that at all. We've never asked them (laughs) to babysit. Uh -uh. Matter of fact, is this about the time? Should we be, should we be looking for summer interns? Uh, Here in about two months. Oh, two months. Okay. We didn't, we didn't start doing it till last March. I can't remember. Either way, this show is going to be interested in summer interns again. I can promise you that both people still work here. Our interns are, are stars in the making. Both still employed at 610 Sports Radio. Both the guys who worked here. Yeah. I was just trying to, like, I do like the idea of Drew being back there trying to run this show. And then my kid demanding that he help him, like, fight Bowser. Which is what happened. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> fight Bowser on their Nintendo Switch for a minute on some part they can't clear. Is, there, are they, is everybody back at school today, at least? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's back today. I think there's already a risk of Friday. I think I'm not on the hook uh, for Friday. Friday. Again, this is a chance for more cold and snow or something. Oh man. I my don't goodness! Know. I'll just tell you, Friday, Friday might get schools again. Huh. Okay, it's 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 out of control. Also, I just why do we limit the number of snow days? Well, you know, like you didn't promise me anything. Is it state funding thing? Because you didn't well, promise get, me a certain get, number well, of kid, days. Well, kids will get behind. There are reasons why for two less days. Well, if it's, it's yeah, a my total kid got nothing out of yesterday. It's a total number. I'm not saying let's off. have 25 snow days. Well, you said why do we need it? You, I mean, three feels like too light. Kids miss more than that all the time. 
you know, per, like my kids hardly ever miss I think school. Just the but kids get behind. It's tough on the teachers at that point. Someone too. says Odessa is out today. Oh man, I'm sorry. Your kids are never going to school again. Out there. I don't know. Is it snowier or colder? Plus bus routes. This is like, uh, you know, there's bus driver shortages. This is like the time I offered to let us referee uh, or umpire Little League baseball or basketball because I told you there was a shortage. You do one bus route for one day, Gold, get those kids to school safely. <laughs> no way. There's that, no way you do that. That job <laughs> seems like hell. Being a bus driver. Uh, that, that seems like one of the worst jobs you could have. You got to get creative, though, with it. You got to be like, hey, if you guys be quiet. I got some candy for you when you leave. I don't know. There's a Are way you to, to just give kids candy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the bus driver can just hand out candy to the kids. It's getting way creepier. <laughs> yeah. Drew, the mid twenties bus driver, being like, "Do you want candy, kids? We can hang out after school. Come no, to my okay. basement." Hey, <laughs> whoa. I'm talking about. All right. You know what? <laughs> you took that to the next level. There's no way of coming back. Uh, I can't explain my way out of it. Okay. Oh man. Good stuff. All right, coming up next, though, the last time around, who was there, who wasn't, and what good news for the Royals? It has nothing to do with anything stadium-related, I promise, Wow! or on the field. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just getting started here on a Wednesday. Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapture, Dixon with you. Uh, coming up in about eight minutes or so, we'll get to some news on where you might be able to watch Royals games in the future. And uh, I think we're all peacock. pretty. All pretty no, it will not be Peacock. We're all pretty <laughs> excited. Imagine? Oh, my gosh. Well, then people will be like, oh, well, then here's it. Look at it that way. Then you would complain about the have wild card game next year because you'd already maybe have the app. You'd be good. No, it's uh, not. It's not Peacock. I, I promised you that. No, it's not. Uh, but we will get to that uh, in just a second. But the last time the Chiefs played the Bills, there was no Isaiah Pacheco. There was no Drew Tranquil. There was no Nick Bolton in that game. I mean, that that's the weird thing. Like, both these teams are way different now than they were then. But And the Bills have injuries as well. But Pacheco, we know has changed what this offense is and what they can do if they're willing to do it, which is run the ball a little bit more. We know Drew Tranquil, I think, and Nick Bolton, when you're looking at what James Cook was able to do and Josh Allen's mobility, I think those two players could be massive in this game that weren't available the first time around. Yeah, I think that it is a big difference between the two. I think, for one, just having Tony maybe not available is a good thing. I know that sounds silly, but, like, I went back and watched um, parts of that game because, like, all right, how did that game go? And, honestly, it was a lot like the Chiefs all the way through the middle of the season. It's kind of ugly. They didn't move the ball. They moved the ball well at times, but then it stalled out. And then they had some major moments of malfunction like, oh, I don't know, Kadarius Tony being offsides. I know people don't want to remember that play, but damn it. It's one of the coolest plays I've ever seen, and I'm still mad at Kadarius Tony for being offsides because it fundamentally did not change the effectiveness of the play or what Travis Kelsey did, but it also was that he was offsides, and I'm frustrated. But the fact that they had no Pacheco, 
who is a massive difference in a team that's a league average run defense. And no Drew Tranquil probably better. Yeah, and I guess Bolton Be- played in that game. He just he was not 100% though. Yeah, like he that. was not 100%. Pacheco didn't play, Tranquil didn't. Yeah. You know why Tranquil might be the biggest out of any of the ones we're talking about? Like a healthy Nick Bolton coming off the best game of his career or a healthy Pacheco is that they got smoked by James Cook specifically in the passing game. That was the game that awoke the beast for Buffalo in which they realized all of a sudden they're allowed to throw to James Cook and they threw to James Cook a lot and it was really effective against Kansas City and directly led to multiple of their points. So having one of your better and they found a good ratio I think now with all those guys where Tranquil gets the amount that they need to make it work. I think that those are big things. I also think not being tempted, I'll be honest, I think not being tempted by Tony has been important for this team. They they tried for a very long time to find their little like spots to use him. And because he hasn't been healthy, they're not even tempted by that gold. Well, that's what Nate Taylor and I were talking about yesterday at the one o'clock hour. That, you know, like the, the even Sky, at Sky Moore to that list, the fact that Sky Moore's on IR, like they, they haven't even been able to, to throw those guys out there. I would like to think that that still applies for Tony. We'll see what Andy speaks later on uh, today. Uh, but yes, they, they have keyed it on, on, you know, three or four guys, you know, just add McCall Harmon to the mix and Richie James get a handful of snaps here and there. And that's it. You don't need, like, I don't need Tony out there and take away from Hardman or Richie James. It's not that both of those guys are doing a lot, but they're not going to cost me the game. Yeah. And that matters. Like, and that's, that might just be the difference between these two teams since the last time they saw each other. And when you go back and you look at that Chiefs and, and Bills, not just box score, but actually just watch the game. The Bills were not way better than them that day. That was a team that was like on the verge of elimination. They were seven and six. Kansas City had a chance to really bury them. They held down Josh Allen. They held down Stephon Diggs. It was Cooks. Five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. That's a massive game out of a receiving end for that. The other part of that is I was going back to look at this game just because I'm like, hey, what can I expect? I went back and rewatched. Travis Kelsey was open all the time. You know why? Because the Bills don't have any linebackers. Cold. That's what I had realized. They don't have anybody who can cover him. They still don't have anybody who can cover him. Some of this is about the people who are back, and some of this is just about the reality of their market. They don't have someone who can cover Travis Kelsey, which means he can be old Travis Kelsey in this game, which opens things up a little bit. And Rice was good in that game. He went 7 for 72 in a touchdown. He seemingly has only gotten better since that moment. But they, they're just a lot. I, I just think from a... They're just a lot different team. <laughs> both of these teams have both discovered who they are, which we're going to talk about more in a minute. But having these players back, having Tranquil back, Pacheco back, those make a difference. No, it's huge. It, it's huge. I mean, these are these are the reasons why the Chiefs have a chance to go into Buffalo and get the win. I, I, you know, we we can also on the flip side. I'm sure in Buffalo they're talking about well. All right, the Chiefs get these players back, but uh, their their tackles are struggling, and that's an area that I'm sure the Bills think that they can attack and, and cause problems, right? I'm sure they they sure. feel like now Dalton Kincaid with Dawson Knox, they're both different at the tight end position than they were the last time the Chiefs played. That's that's probably what they're saying in Buffalo. We'll find out later this week when we have someone on from Buffalo. Um, but I, I I think the biggest thing, and I you know you probably would say Pacheco, but out of the group. The, having a healthier Nick Bolton and then having Drew Tranquil in this game, I, I think are, is almost a bigger deal because James Cook and Josh Allen's J- running ability. That that speed from James Cook caught the Chiefs off guard, and Nick Bolton really didn't have much of a chance against Cook when they sometimes got him in bad spots. And then yeah, we know Josh Allen's willing to take off and run. He just got a 52-yard touchdown the other day 
against the Steelers, I think Drew Traquil is able to limit some of that. By the way, Josh Allen in the last game against the Chiefs, 10 rushes, 32 yards, and a score. So all things considered, they did a good job on him. Again, they only allowed the Bills 21 points. It's a full touchdown below their season average. They have consistently, for a big majority of this year, been a top-five scoring offense. And if you think, like a lot of people who didn't look into it are like, well, they fired Dorsey, and then they unlocked a whole new level of offense. They're averaging less points a game and a lower EPA since Ken Dorsey got fired. That's not why they're winning. That's that's not the difference between well, they are they're, they're giving the ball more to Cook. That that's been a big that's been a big part of it, right? I mean that that's been a big part of it overall. Yeah, there's probably been a little overstate of how much better their offense has been, but we'll see. Like Gabe Davis is question, you know, basically day to day. Rasul Douglas, Christian Bedford, I mean, we go out. They have a bunch of guys that are toss up, but you would think with this particular game. I mean, like, I, I'm assuming Rasul Douglas is going to play in this game for the Bills. I'm assuming Gabe Davis is going to find a way to play in this game. Like, that, that's how big this game is for Buffalo. I assume so, but you would have thought they would have found some way to play in, you know, like, well, by they that same didn't need to play with the Steelers. I don't think they yeah, were. That's I mean, fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a difference. That game only got mildly close for, like, I don't know, five minutes maybe of real time. Not even of game time. Five minutes of real time when the Steelers managed to block a field goal before half, then they were still down two touchdowns. And then they finally got it within one touchdown and then never got it any close or even threatened at any particular stage. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get the I get the argument for it. But these two teams, like uh, the injury thing is bigger for the Chiefs. They got more people back and the Bills have less people, you know, like the Bills have lost more in that time. And the Chiefs are actually getting people back. The people who they've lost, Sky Moore, Tony, who might have played in that game, hurt them, hurt them more than they helped them. They actively worked against the offense for a large majority of that game. Again, we're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes coming up at 11.45. I mentioned uh, earlier, one thing that is kind of exciting that has nothing to do with the playoffs this weekend is actually how you could watch the Royals in the future. So Diamond Sports has agreed to a deal with Amazon, Sinclair, and, and uh, the debt holders and all that. Basically, what it means is you're talking about having Royals games on Amazon very, very soon, as in this particular season. Ooh. So with this, we don't know all the details on exactly how it would work. Would you have to pay an additional price on top of your Amazon Prime subscription? Would it be like the NFL Thursday Night Football, where we know we're not paying extra? It's included in the $15 a month or whatever you're already paying uh, Amazon. But Amazon would become a invest, you know, minority owner in the company as part of this proposal. We've kind of talked about this a few times over the last few months. I mean, this thing's been going on for a while, but now... The, the deal has been agreed upon. And so think about this. You can turn on your fire stick or whatever, go on Amazon Prime Video, and you will be able to watch Royals games. We don't know the details, but that's how it's going to work. If you're in the Kansas City market and you don't like using the Bally app, you will be able to just go right into the Amazon app and watch Royals games going forward, which is going to be awesome. So I don't think that this is, this is a win-win proposition. Obviously, these regional sports networks, specifically Diamond, do not have a good business plan in play, and then they cost themselves all these media rights deals. This is a way of saving themselves. You would still, if you had Spectrum or whatever cable TV provider you have, be able to watch the Royals on Bally and watch it the same way. The big question that remains here is, what is Amazon going to charge you? They'll give you an entire NFL football game for free. So part of me thinks they're not going to charge you. For these NHL, NBA, or Major League Baseball games. But even if they do, I think that this is a really good time to remind you, you've always been paying for these things. Back when you had Time Warner Cable, you bought the sports package, so that it included Fox Sports, so you could watch the Royals. Then now on Bally's, you can still get an app, 
watch the Royals, pay monthly or pay for the season, and catch them the entire time. And now in this case of Amazon, I'm going to guess a large majority of you already have it. Maybe not all. So for the people who don't already have Amazon Prime, they're going to be like, I got to pay what to get what? I understand the argument. But just so you know, Amazon Prime for an entire year, say you just paid a year outright, it's about 140 bucks. If you lived in California and you wanted to watch the Kansas City Royals, you moved out of state, it's unfortunate. You want to watch the Royals? It's $130 to get MLB TV so you could watch the Royals every game. League Pass is 250 bucks. This is no different to me. This is good no matter what because this is going to ease the access goal. That's what matters. Yeah, I mean, look, the the fact that it's 15 a month, like you were saying already, right? Already a Prime subscription costs that. Even if it's an add-on, like, I, I mean, uh, we know Bally was, what, 20 a month? Yeah. Okay, so you would think that if they even tried to do this as an add-on to Prime, they're not going to charge 20 a month on top of the 15 you're already paying. Amazon's not doing that, right? So is it an, is either in bundled in or is it, what, an extra 5 or $10 a month? Like, I, I don't think you're going to be forced to pay another 20 on top of your Amazon Prime subscription is what I'm saying. Currently, as it sits, Amazon Prime has, according to a study last year, 167 million subscribers. That's half of America. And look, some of you guys are sharing it. You know, my, my in-laws use our Amazon Prime account. My wife orders everything for them, but <laughs> they use our Amazon Prime account. They stream on our Amazon Prime. Right? We're, we're both watching Reacher right now on there. And so occasionally it's like, I'm like, oh, I got to rewind this because he finished this episode. It's fine, right? Yeah, so I think it's that's just subscribers. I think it's huge for the Royals in particular, too. One, look, ultimately, what's going to drive people to pay attention, watch, or listen on be the good. radio is a better product and be competitive. And that hopefully is where they're headed. I think we all agree uh, with at least the offseason puts them in a spot where they have a chance to do that. We'll see what ultimately they are on the field, but they, they have given themselves a chance uh, to, to be a factor in some form in the AL central. I really believe that this year. Um, but now if you are somebody that just babies basically checked out even early, even before the season was over because the team wasn't good, but you were already checked out because you're like, well, I'm not going through all these hoops. I'm not paying 20 a month for Bally sports or whatever it may be. I think this has a chance to have people more into the season when you have this product available on Amazon. Yeah. Plus, yes, just be better, right? Just be better on the field. Um, someone says this is not awesome. They'll charge you an extra fee. Again, maybe, but how are you? You were getting charged 20 a month through the Bally app before. I, I guess that's my point is like, I, to me, I only see a benefit with this. We'll see if it's not bundled. I think there is a small, there is a slight chance that it's bundled in what we're already paying for yeah. Amazon Prime because that's what they've done. Because Apple TV but, has been doing it the other way where like, hey, you got to pay a little extra to get MLS, but Amazon hasn't been doing it. I don't know how way. you can say it's worse though. Like maybe you want to like, maybe it's, if you want to argue it's not better, I, I still disagree. Like, how is it worse? Someone says it's not awesome. They're going to charge you an extra fee. That's like, what I was regarding. Yeah, I, that's what I, was I, I understand that, but like when you're talking about that, I I can't tell you the last time Royals baseball was free for you. Like I'm just going to be honest, it has not been free in my entire lifetime. The last free baseball I watched with no encumbrances was when the Cubs were on WGN. And the Braves were on TBS. I think you actually did watch your lifetime, but it was I was like seven or eight years old. It was back in the RSTN days. When it, okay. was the, it was on like basically the equivalent of 38 the spots. Okay. okay? Like that, those days are long gone. I think that that was only for a two-year yes. time period yes. at literally the lowest period of any Royals baseball ever. All right. So a brief window, window of time. Like outside of that, you've always had to pay for this. 
it was either an add-on to your cable subscription, it was MLB TV, it was Bally Sports, it was, hey, I got YouTube TV. You are paying for it by having it there. And by the way, you shouldn't be mad at the Royals for not being on YouTube TV. It's not their fault. Bally's wouldn't give, by the way, the, clearly not a Bally, clearly not a good business strategy for the Diamond Sports Group. They wouldn't work out deals with YouTube TV, and then people stopped watching it. As you pointed out, Gold, the thing how this is really good for the Royals is, is that if it's on Prime and it's just included in your subscription, even if the Royals aren't very good, the odds of you, Gold, of randomly tuning in to a August Royals baseball game are significantly higher because guess what? You haven't canceled Prime. You already had it. You've canceled Bally's by then. You've canceled MLB TV by then. You haven't canceled Prime because you still have it. The odds of you just getting randomly onto a Royals game are better. Yeah, Someone says, why can't they just do what the NFL does? Every game just is on CBS, Fox, or NBC. Well, because there's 100, well, money, but also there's 162 games. So the local Fox affiliate, let's just use Fox 4, or you want to use the NBC affiliate 41, like they're not going to air 162 baseball games. Think about when all those games are on. And the other program, they're not just, they're just not going to do it. They won't dedicate it. Yeah. So By the way, that's every market. And it's, and it's money. It's money. Most, most of all, uh, the, here's the, I'll just read you the quote for those that are like asking the specifics. We don't know all the details yet. This is from the New York post. It just says Amazon is poised to stream the games of five major league baseball teams this season after extending a roughly hundred million dollar lifeline to help broadcaster diamond sports. According to the post, it is the Tigers, the Brewers, the Rays, the Royals, and the Marlins who will have their games. This says extremed exclusively on Amazon Prime in 2024, this baseball season. 162 games for the Tigers, for the Royals, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Rays, all that. Quick reminder, you can listen to every Royals game for free on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Just go ahead and cut that promo now. There it is. There it is. Vern's on deck show. You can send that to spec just to make sure that we're covered here. I do understand, uh, like radio and TV, it's like nice to have both. Sometimes I'm at home, I want to watch it on TV. Sometimes I'm in the car and I want to listen to it on the radio. It's nice to have both access. This is better access than you've had. In my opinion, this is better access than you've had at any one point. Spec's complaint, and I don't think it's more. It's just more accessible, man. That's what it is. We were talking about this with our boss, Spec, before. He said one of the things he misses about cable or YouTube TV is the scroll part, where it's the fourth inning, I don't care to watch this half of the inning because it's 8 nothing, and I want to, like, maybe go back to the Royals game occasionally, but when it's on a separate app, you can't, like, flip between channels the same way. I would just say that I don't personally consume content that way anymore. I put something on, and I'm on it. We all binge watch. I just think I consume media different than I did in those cable days where I might switch between ESPN and Fox and the Royals game and a network TV show. I just don't watch TV that way anymore, so it doesn't bother me. I understand why some people would still want that luxury of flipping between things. But, Gold, if something's yeah, on for me, it's it, on. Yeah, and for those of you that text in, we're well, a lot of people always text in when we talk about this TV stuff, and you guys will bring up these illegal streaming services. Yes, we know they exist. We're not going to obviously discuss the illegal streaming services for people. To, so I, I, I appreciate it for those of you that text in. Like, I do this beast mode TV thing, and it's like 15 bucks a month, and, and I get a million chance. Like, yeah, we're not going to talk about illegal streaming methods to watch Royals baseball games. Although those are always available yes. options yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, just uh, yeah. get on. Look, I'll give you a tip right now, and then we'll leave it alone. Get on Reddit. Type yeah. illegal streams. And pretty much the world's your oyster, you know? <laughs> you find lots of choices. Yeah, like I'm not saying we've never done it before, but like for those like always that like you guys don't know what you're talking about, you can watch it on this beast mode TV thing. Again, not a real option, okay? It's 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 an illegal option, so we're not going to I act mean, like that. It's a real a- option, but it's not an option we can suggest to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
We would never suggest. You thought people freaked about how to try to figure out how to sign up for Peacock. Now you want us to convince people how to download the apps on the Fire Stick and then, you know, do the debugging thing and then download it. You think that's you think that's not going to be confusing? When the Royals weren't on when when Bally's didn't have an when Bally didn't have an app and the Royals weren't on cable. I never <laughs> signed up for MLB TV, logged into a VPN on my TV, said that I was watching the game in Miami just so I could watch. I would never do that. That would be illegal. Gold, I, you've never had a company that builds you like they were dog treats provide cable access to you. Dog we, smarts, yeah. We would never do that. But, I mean, just from a pure everyday consumer part where you're not trying to walk through 19 hoops or set up a VPN at your in-laws house. Amazon is easier than the previously available options. Yeah. No, obviously those exist out there. It's the same thing with the Peacock thing last weekend. Yes. If you really wanted to go in and put in the effort to find a different way to watch it, obviously there's those methods, but when television deals get announced, like nobody's like, Hey, we got these billion dollar TV deals, but also if you want, there's these illegal methods that you could down. Like we're, we're, you know, we've already talked about it more than we probably should. Anyway. I feel like that that's where Amazon is in a great spot because they provide a service through Prime that isn't even really directed towards a TV audience, and all of a sudden they've gotten into that game, but hopefully, and, and so far yeah. they've utilized your subscription. You don't have to pay any of those add-ons. It's very nice. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I also hated the delay on those other apps, Cody. Not that, not that you used them, right? Like no, said, but, no. Uh, but those, the I delay like was that. brutal. The delay You're was like brutal. three minutes behind. Well, I still yeah. watch every NFL playoff game and every Chiefs game on an antenna. I don't even watch it on YouTube TV. It's too slow. I watch it straight from straight from the internet. I will say I've watched Chiefs games on YouTube TV and I check Twitter and you're like, oh, that's a crazy play. And I'm st- and I'm just getting to where my home <laughs> is snapping the ball. OK, <laughs> sorry. I'm not trying to. Don't, no, I guess don't NBA follow me on another one. And I already know ahead of time. Yeah. I like to watch those things live. So we'll see all the details, but this is good news. I really think it is. I think it's great. Uh, to, to be able to access Royals games a little bit easier this year for, for those that uh, want to use Amazon Prime. Good Prime's times. just taking over the world. I continue to see stuff about... So Atlanta now has interviewed Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. Yes. And he left, which seems interesting, because I keep feeling like Harbaugh is definitely going to the pros. Or is he? What the hell's happening between him and Michigan? Is he just asking for the most ludicrous thing in his contract so that maybe he'll consider staying in the pros? Or is this his way of asking for something because you have no interest in keeping your job? He asked for complete immunity. Like he's a international spy getting ready to give up an entire arms deal. He's asking for complete immunity from anything the NCAA would ever do to him from a job security standpoint. He clearly is just going to take the Chargers job is how I feel about it. But also he interviewed with them and didn't just get the job. I'm so confused, maybe just based on our own experience here in Kansas City, how these guys are leaving without getting a job for sure, no questions asked, the way Andy did here in Kansas City. Yeah, I think the Michigan contract stuff is intentionally being leaked out by Michigan's athletic director because he's going to be under heat, Cody, when Harbaugh leaves Michigan. They're going to say, how did you not keep, how did you not keep this coach? And so by leaking some of this out about the details, they're going to say, see how unreasonable he was? He wanted us to give him full-on immunity from all these sanctions. Of course we couldn't do that. So I think that's somebody trying to make themselves not look bad when Harbaugh leaves after winning a national championship. That's how it didn't get I, done. I, I think that's some of that. As far as the interview stuff in the, with the Falcons, it is bizarre. You said it like that they left without uh, getting hired. I, I think there's two reasons for it. One is, to our knowledge right now, they have only interviewed two people, correct? Correct. The Falcons. 
Yes. Belichick and Harbaugh. You know, you have to, you know, you, you have to go through the Rooney rule. You do. So there's part of it. The other part, if I'm Belichick, are you waiting to see if something happens with Dallas or Philly? Or some other, you know, something else happens. Like how long you gotta wait? Three, four days? But it doesn't matter. Like if you're Belichick, you don't like again. You're not you're, in a rush. There, you are interviewing them. Like Belichick is in a spot where like he's he's not being told, hey, you gotta let us know tomorrow or we're moving on. Like the Falcons, though they will wait for Belichick if he wants another five days. You could say that's a bad decision, but they will. So are you saying that Bill Belichick is likely to be the first person hired because of these other teams I think wanting. To I can't believe Antonio Pierce turned out to get the job. I guess technically I think, already uh, Mayo was the first guy hired. Yeah. Well, yes. Right. I, I think if we get confirmation before the end of the week that the Cowboys are not firing McCarthy and the Eagles are not firing Sirianni, then I think you could see it move pretty quickly for uh, for uh, not Pianami, for Belichick. Percentage chance you think either of those guys are canned? The the long, I mean the more you step away from the game I think they're both keeping their job. I think but McCarthy's I certainly more I certainly understand like I told you because of how bad it got for both worst case scenario stuff. Yeah. I I I don't think anybody should be like man I can't believe they would actually do that. Like I I understand the logic behind both but I get just a feeling it's just a gut, gut that uh they're going to uh hold on to both. I think it's like a f- 35% chance for McCarthy. I feel like Jones will at least try to have like one secret behind closed doors conversation with Bill to see what that might look like. And I think it's like 10%. Well, they, back channel, they just back channel it. They just back channel it through agents or like, whatever. They got tired of Doug Peterson in Philadelphia pretty quick. And he's still got four years now for a Super Bowl win, not a Super Bowl loss. There have only been two coaches in NFL history to be fired. Like in the, the, only getting one season after a Super Bowl appearance. One of them was like John Fox, and I can't remember the second one now, but, I mean, it's it's incredibly rare. So, I mean, I just have to assume that maybe 5%, 10% shot Sirianni gets fired. But it still feels like Bill Belichick should already have a job. The single greatest or most successful coach in NFL history is available. I just assume he'd have a job, like, inside of 10 seconds. He should just handpick the one he wants, say hire me, and then go take it's the game. I think it's because there's a process. Unless you had the 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 secret deal like Mayo did with the yeah. Patriots organization, you have to go through an interview process because you have to meet uh, the Rooney Rule for starters. And then I want the candidate themselves. Like Belichick's probably not in a rush. I think wouldn't wouldn't you want to wait to find out if the Eagles or Cowboys opened up if you're Belichick before taking the Falcons? Job? I mean, those are all better situations, quarterback and talent wise, than any other openings. So yeah, probably. But I mean, I'd just be—I'd have my agent like backdoor those conversations yeah. now. Anyway, I'd be on with Howie Roseman yesterday afternoon. We'll see if anything changes during the show today with uh, the Cowboys, Belichick, Eagles with Sirianni—you name it. So we'll get to that uh, if it is updated throughout the show. Up next, though, let's get back to the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills and how similar these two teams actually are in a decision both were willing to make. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.